I'm Kato Kalen and you're listening to The Society Show. So don't go. Don't go. Listen to the show. Society Show. Do you believe in society flaws? <laughs> what a story, Mark. My father's impeachment defense team for the hoax impeachment part two. This is William Hung, and you're listening to The Society Show. Thanks again for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and sorry for all the delays. Uh, we can talk about it in a minute. But uh, yeah. um, so uh, my name is Christian. Uh, you're listening to The Society Show. Uh, today I am joined by Jesse Prado on Twitter at just underscore Prado, J-U-S. And also uh, has a blog, MuhammadAliPoster.blogspot.com. So, Jesse, welcome to the show. Welcome to the Pressure Cooker. Thanks again. Yeah, hi. Uh, thanks again for having me. <laughs> yeah, so this has been a long time coming. Uh, unfortunately, I'm usually extremely good at not delaying on people, but I went to Ocean Shores, uh, the like the Washington coast, and then I had to delay. And then a short notice, I went to Portland last weekend, and we had to delay. But uh, I'm really glad you're finally on the show. Yeah, finally, uh, we're able to get the scheduling conflicts sorted. So, yeah. That, like it seems like we were just kind of playing tag for a minute there hey, yeah absolutely uh, But so do you want to tell the listeners about your blog or any of your writing anything like that uh, yeah um, I basically tweet or um, well my twitter is at jus underscore uh, prado and I plug my blog through there uh, mostly but I talk a lot about um, like right now two campaigns that I feel like just ended was a film campaign where like I was just kind of uh, approaching lists from of films from 2020 from IndieWire for like a month. Like there's two papers on there about those lists and how I went about like how I approached them. And I did regular uh, sports updates for the basketball team, uh, Golden State Warriors which is like my hometown, Hayward, California, Oakland. But like I started following them a lot more and I started covering every win with like some highlights that are made that are mainly made up of just like riffs that like I had between like my friends and I. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm currently in the process of trying to come up with like another campaign. So, yeah, if uh, anyone has any tips, or anything like out there that that they think would be interesting uh, to cover. Uh, my email is jessieprado510 at uh, gmail.com. And, uh, or you can message me on Twitter or uh, in- Instagram at uh, Mr. Kanakuki. And uh, yeah, I'm just trying to um, figure out like what my next campaign is gonna be, what I'm gonna cover next. Yeah, so you wrote about mo- uh, movies. Uh, that's one of the things. What are some good movies that you've seen lately? 
I think the best I actually just like posted uh like some some reviews up uh to to my stories. Uh like I was doing kind of like mini reviews also like as kind of like a log just to like keep track of them, but I would say Minery is probably my favorite. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but that's like probably my favorite film of this year or last year probably. It's like definitely the best thing I've seen so far. Dear Comrades uh is streaming on hulu and that's also really good uh the mole agent streaming through the same uh service is really good and collective is uh, another one uh that you could get through like early access i think for like seven bucks or something like that but um yeah those are probably i had one more that i can't oh ma rainey's black bottom on uh netflix is also really good yeah that's super cool because i haven't heard well uh i heard of collective that's a documentary right yeah um set in like eastern europe it's in uh yeah it's about like uh the healthcare system in romania a sports gazette like did like some really deep investigating into uh like the corruption and like um the pharmaceuticals um like like the big pharma companies that were like uh contributing to like the poor like quality of like care and um yeah this is all investigated after a fire in bucharest uh breaks out uh and like a lot of uh patients were like really like under under cared for but like the story is just like super crazy and just to think that it's all being covered by like just to them like is just like an annoying like sports gazette you know that just like won't go away and um yeah i just like found it really exciting so yeah. i highly recommend that sounds interesting i haven't seen any of those movies so uh thanks for the recommendation uh the yeah. movie i the most recent movie i've seen because i don't watch a lot is uh i actually saw con air for the first time have you seen that hey how about joining me and the boys for a call huh, darling no thanks who's your captain huckleberry here you know this gentleman hunter he's a regular yeah i'm a regular <laughs> Regular hound dog. <laughs> How was it? it? It's really funny, honestly. Like, um, I don't know how much it's supposed to be a comedy. Do you know the premise of it? Not exactly, no. It, it's a Nicolas Cage movie from the 90s, and it's basically like he's about to leave prison and they're they're uh, escorting him out on a jet with all these other convicts and then the convicts have a riot and take over the plane <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's pretty it's pretty good this is a special occasion if you don't mind i like to spend a dancing with my wife hey what so dick why don't you go buy me and my buddies around hey cameron no it ain't worth it hey Come on, Daddy, let's dance. Chicken shit. Because of pussies like you, we lost Vietnam, I'll tell you that. That's an excellent premise. That reminds me of, like, Snakes on a Plane. That's, yeah. That, that's probably where Snakes on a Plane, like, got its idea. I think, yeah, because Snakes on a Plane has a pretty similar tone, but a little bit more tongue-in-cheek. This is, uh -huh. plays it a little bit more straight, but is probably just as, like, goofy, I guess. 
I mean, yeah, like, because you don't have, like, a bunch of regular, like, it's it's not like you have these prisoners interacting with, like, like the regu- like like they're not commuting with regular passengers, right? No, uh, they're all in like cages and like chained down and stuff. Um, what was it streaming on? How did you find it? That is that was on Hulu. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of it. I mean, yeah, I don't know the last movie I watched before that. To be honest, I could probably rack my brain, but. Hmm. I did. Yeah. I did finally see No Country for Old Men a couple months ago. Dude, that's so funny because I was just actually talking about uh, Blood Meridian last night. Oh yeah. Yeah, I actually like wrote like somewhat of a paper today on just like um, like 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 I mentioned uh, that book as like a part of um, like a like a list of four books that I recommended to a friend just like based on like like my friend my friend and I were talking about like the insidiousness of like things like you can't know or like understand and like things like that and um I think Blood Meridian along with like No Country for Old Men are like perfect like examples of that but uh how did you feel like No Country for Old Men? I, I liked it a lot. I, I will say, though, because they get compared a lot, like No Country for Old Men and There Will Be Blood, because they, like, came out at the same time. And yeah. I think I like uh, There Will Be Blood a little better. That doesn't diminish it, though. Like, I think they were both uh, really great movies and both deserve praise. So. Which one did you say is a little better? No Country for Old Men? I actually like There Will Be Blood a little oh. better. I mean, it's a totally different, like, tone, you know? Yeah. I, but it's, like, yeah, I know, like, I see what you're saying, though. Like, I can't really say which one I like better. One thing that stood out to me is how uh, people call No Country for Old Men a Western a lot of the time. But people don't, I, I've never really heard There Will Be Blood called a Western, but that's kind of a more conventional Western. Well, you know what was funny, I think, about that time? Um, like, you know, because I think about that time of, like, uh, like that year in film, like, a lot. I think it was, like, 2009, just because it was, like, either 2009 or 2008 or something. I think it like... might have been 2007. Damn. Wow. Okay. But because you know what else came out around that time, too, was uh, the assassination of Jesse James. Yeah, I haven't seen that. And like it was just all like I don't I don't know, like my friend and I like had like this kind of inside joke between us like where uh like we would just like ask each other like what things we consider like western revisionist. <laughs> yes. Cuz cuz like that was cuz like that's what like all those things were like kind of supposed to be. But you you were saying that there will be blood isn't cited as a western. Well, I I like sometimes it is, but for example, like on IMDb or Wikipedia, it doesn't really like emphasize it as a western. It calls it more like a period piece thriller or something like that. <sighs> yeah, that 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 is something, and because and you know what's like because you know what's really funny about that is like you pointing that out. It kind of like. Uh, tells me exactly 
like what the difference is between like that period of like filmmaking versus like where we are now and it's like basically like you just like don't really see like western revisionist anymore like that was just like a phase yeah it was a big thing big thing in the late 2000s because there was also like three tin to well i don't know if these are actually revisionists but there was like three tin to yuma and true grit um which played it a little more straight but there was like a western revival a little bit at that time it's like so what do you think like happened like for that to like go away you think it just went away like well i actually saw an interesting chart about this it was actually like um when western movies are most popular like how many westerns come out in a year versus how many sci-fi movies come out in a year and basically Mm -hmm. as the western genre declined is when sci-fi like rose and when there would be small little spikes of western resurgences like there was kind of one in the early 90s too with like unforgiven and um the tombstone right um, and when there were little spikes like that, there'd actually be little dips in the rates of sci-fi movies. Um, so they're kind of like intertwined. Like when one's more popular, the other isn't. I see. So like, then would you say that like sci-fi is like pretty big now? Yeah, I mean, overall, since probably the 60s, sci-fi has been the more dominant genre compared to westerns. And I think that's especially cemented with, like, Star Wars. Yeah, that series. Like, the newer films? Or I guess I just see, like, I mean, uh, when the first one came out, what was that, like, 1977? That just kind of... At that, like in the seventies, there weren't many westerns, except I suppose some like spaghetti westerns, and then the genre never came back to where it was in the fifties and sixties. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty. That yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. Um, like yeah, to think about like where, because yeah, like all the books too that like I mentioned as like a part of that list. I mean, were somewhat kind of like uh western like blood meridian um and the pearl do you know that one uh no i don't by john steinbeck oh yeah i know of it but i've never read it yeah that one's pretty crazy too um but yeah uh that's pretty funny though that you just saw no country for old men i was actually like talking to uh like my 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 roommate's never seen it either and um yeah we were talking about watching that too that would that that would be like really that actually sounds like a really good rewatch right now for sure and i barely knew anything about it too i went into it almost completely blind like the one thing i knew about it i talked about it on the show and someone who was my guest was like yeah it's about a guy who kills people in an unusual way (laughs) and that's like all i knew about it (laughs) yeah that is like yeah that that that's like probably one of the best villains of all time for sure i would i would say so for sure
All right. Um, do you want to do you want to do this quiz? I I know you were maybe a little apprehensive about it, but I think you'll like it. Uh, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's do it. The, okay. Perfect. So, um. I have a quiz that I made. It's six questions. It's uh, pretty simple. So back in the day, you know, there were genres of videos that would be released on VHS, DVD, and those are kind of relegated to like streaming or YouTube or whatever nowadays. So I'm going to name a kind of novelty DVD or VHS and you guess the genre. So I think, uh, and there will be two options. So it'll be basically pick A or B. And I think that it'll illuminate itself once I say the first question. But is that clear? Yeah, for the most part. Okay, yeah. I think you'll get get the idea with the first question. So number one, the video is called Chomp on This. Chomp on This. Was that a skateboarding video or a pornographic video? skateboarding that is correct that was a trans world skateboarding skate video do you, are you familiar with that i'm not but i just uh had a feeling <laughs> yes um, why, why why do they call it that i have no idea <laughs> <laughs> like I, for some reason i associated uh like i associated with curb stomping Okay, and like, and and then curb stomping was just associated with curbs that like you know skaters grind, so I just went with that. <laughs> yes, work that out. Uh, yeah, I mean, I also. Oh wait, no, I take that back. The cover has Pac Man. Wait, or no, this is a, yeah. The cover has Pac Man about to eat a little dot, so that's probably what the chomp is for. Got it. Um. All right, number two. The video is called Silver Foxes. Silver Foxes. Was that an aerobics video or also was that a pornographic video? Pornographic. That is incorrect. It was actually a Richard Simmons aerobic video for the elderly. Wow. Uh, number three. So it's called Truckin' Up to Buffalo, 1989. Truckin' Up to Buffalo, 1989. Was that a stand-up comedy video or a concert video? Truckin' Up to Buffalo, Truckin' Up to Buffalo, um... A concert. That is correct. It was the Grateful Dead concert video, or one of them. I'm sure they have many. Awesome. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, Break Down the Walls. Break Down the Walls. Was that an inspirational speaker video, or was that a pro wrestling video? Inspirational speaking. That is incorrect. It was a Chris Jericho-focused WWF compilation. Come on! You know I got ya! Yeah! One! Break the wall! Break down the walls! Damn, I should have known that. <laughs> oh. Are 
you uh, familiar with Chris Jericho and his like Walls of Jericho gimmick? Uh, yeah, completely. Yeah. I think I that uh, like that was like probably one of my favorite wrestlers. Yeah, me too. Because when he was in WCW, I watched WCW, and around the time he switched to WWF, I also switched. Huh. That's funny. Is he still around? <laughs> he surprisingly is. He wrestles for AEW, which is kind of like the second biggest promotion after WWF. That's cool. Good for him. <laughs> yes. All <laughs> right, so there's two more. Number five. Okay. Yeah. What a country. What a country exclamation, exclamation mark. Is that a skate video or is that a stand-up comedy video? Stand-up comedy video. That is correct. That is Yakov Smirnov's comedy special. Then I got to New York. New York was great. I walked off the plane. I saw my name written. Big letters. Smirnov. <laughs> America loves Smyrna. I said to myself, what a country. Hell yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> and the last one. Nothing but the truth. Is that a concert video or an inspirational speaker video? Concert. That is incorrect. It's an inspira inspirational video by Sue Thomas. So, you got four right, correct? I, I can't oh, say. I, th I, I, I think you got three out of six. 50-50. Not bad. Yeah. I broke even. Those are good. <laughs> I'm glad you think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I'd say you did about middle of the pack. Like I try to include trick questions, try to make it a little tricky so most people get about half. Okay, so that's the average. Yeah, I'd say so. Sick. At least I meant that. At least. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I wanted to do a new segment where, like, I don't know about you, but I've been daydreaming a lot about going places, especially with COVID. Also, when I was in Portland this weekend, I noticed that Washington State uh, still has, I think, a lot stricter COVID guidelines than most states because there were so many restaurants open down in Portland, but there's none here. Um, I don't know about where you are. What are the COVID restrictions like there? I mean, right now, honestly, I think our cases are down. I was actually just talking to someone about this, but like everything is pretty open for the most part. I mean, I went to an exhibit on Saturday, was at a bar, was at a couple bars last night. Um, I mean, we're all taking precautions, you know, like with masks and everything, uh, double masking and whatnot, but it's like, and I don't know, like I, but for the most part, it's like, like, I think everything still closes, though, like, at, like, 10 or 11. But, yeah, like, it's been pretty crazy because, like, this week we had, like, a few... We had a few nice days. I'm in Brooklyn. We had a few nice days, and so, like, everyone took advantage of that. And so, I don't know. Like, it, it it's almost, like, behind us. And I think, like, since we're getting the vaccine, it's, like been 
accelerated like the reopening they're gonna reopen uh theaters i think in april yeah i saw that yeah i think washington is kind of like like there are some restaurants with outdoor seating but not much and like um there's some bars open with like outdoor areas but not much yeah when i went to oregon like we went to I mean, like, everywhere was open, kind of. I mean, it was, like, limited. But, um, and then I will say that a few weeks ago now, I went to a park. It wasn't a super nice day. It was still pretty cold out, but it was clear and not raining or anything. Went Mm -hmm. to a park with my fiancé just to, like, walk around the lake. And it was by far the busiest I had ever seen a park. It was, like, overflowing with people. That's insane, dude. Yeah, I think people just really want to get out. And that's why I want to do this segment um, because, you know, I've been daydreaming a lot about where I want to go. So I wanted to ask you, where are you mentally right now? Like, where do you wish you were uh, physically? Where is your mind? I mean, honestly, uh, I'm fine right here. I mean, I think I've considered, like, yeah, I don't think I've really considered anywhere else. Things have been pretty chill here. I think when it was, like, really cold, I imagined, like, maybe going somewhere, if anywhere, like Florida. Yeah, that would be cool. That's about it. What part of Florida I mean, I've never been, so, like, I don't really, like, know, like, where exactly, but, like, I, w- I would guess, like, wherever one of my friends is from, and then, which I forget, so that's not very helpful, <laughs> but um, I I mean, I guess, like, Miami or uh, Tampa, but I probably have no idea what I'm talking about as far as Tampa goes. I think Tampa's probably, like, all bad. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I don't hear much about it. Besides the Bucks, you know, like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, like football team. That's all I hear. That's all I know about Tampa. And that's probably the only reason why I know Tampa. I know Hulk Hogan's from there. Oh, damn. So you know it's. <laughs> <laughs> Is he canceled? Uh, I mean, he's kind of been canceled for a while, but like, uh, WWE didn't let him on the air for a few years after he was videotaped, uh, saying the N-word a lot. Do you, do you remember that? Like, it was at the end of his sex tape. (laughs) Why? And that's how it got out that he was saying the N-word, because right after sex, he was saying it. That doesn't make that is like i don't understand the logic behind that i didn't hear it but this is the first time i've heard that that's ridiculous (laughs) yeah yeah because so when he sued gawker for releasing that tape they didn't release all of it so they didn't even release the part where he was going on some racial tirade but then since it was like a court uh court document all of it ended up getting released, including the racial tirade. Damn. But yeah, I I will say mentally, I mean, I, I put this in the notes so you know, but mentally I'm in the Maldives and um, 
and I, I like first thought about the Maldives a couple weeks ago. Like I saw a, a photo of the capital city, which is just like, it looks like a super dense town, just like floating in the ocean. Like every inch of the island is covered, and. Uh, mm-hmm. I was also playing Hitman 2, and there's a Maldives level in it. Have you ever played any of the Hitman games? No, I'm not much of a gamer, unfortunately. I feel but. that. I, I really I- like them. Uh, they're the Basically, the premise is it's like social disguise, so you like uh, disguise as a security guard to get past a checkpoint, and then like disguise as the doctor to sneak into that, like that type of stuff, but... Uh, it's really weird like i don't know i just wanted to talk about it a little bit because like the maldives have like completely different laws on different islands like the islands actually occupied by native people have sharia law like you can't wear bikinis you can't eat pork uh, you can't even bring pork onto the islands um you can't have any non-islamic religious texts um you can't bring alcohol uh, you, and you can't even bring dogs. You know this gentleman, Hunter? He's a regular. Yeah, I'm a regular. <laughs> regular hound dog. <laughs> On the island. Uh, have you heard anything else about the Maldives? Or have you, like, I feel well, like most people don't know about it. I mean, I learned about them, like, I, I felt like I learned somewhat, like, a lot about them, like, uh, yesterday when I was, like, doing some research. I found, like, an article that was taking forever to load, uh, like, 18 facts about it and uh, about, about like, the Maldives. And um, I talked to, a, like, a friend of a friend yesterday who was, like, telling me it's, like, it, it's pretty conservative, like in the senses that you were explaining she said that she'd been there and that like yeah like she couldn't wear a bikini and like stuff like that and like um i was just like thinking like why does he want to go well i will say the reason i do want to go is because um on the islands that don't have a population uh there isn't any laws like that like you basically land on the airport take a boat to a resort and you will never be subjected to those laws nice yeah and they just have some of the nicest resorts in the world that's why i was like they have all those types of resorts that are like floating over water on little like stilts or whatever um that's why i was mentally there that's sick. I mean, one one. I mean, a couple of takeaways I got from the uh, list was that it's a home of uh, whale sharks. Like they're seen year round out there, and that they have like really uh, insanely like sturdy like coconut trees. Mm, interesting. And, like, yeah, they're, like, so sturdy that, like, I think, like, uh, the wood is, like, used to build things, like, buildings out there, probably. So those whale sharks, like, will they kill people? I mean, I would assume so. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Like, like, it it, it looked terrifying. Like, Like, I'm looking at him right now. But I don't know though. The the mouth is weird. Like it doesn't open the same way uh, that like uh, sharks do. Like more directly, you know. 
Yeah, I see that. It kind of looks more like a fish or like a halibut or something. Yeah, and oh, another thing too that I just saw is uh, that it's that like uh, you need a really good SPF when you're out there. That makes sense. Because uh, the sun is insane. Because like you're right next to like you're pretty close to the equator, so like the rays hit. It says here almost direct. They sh- it they strike at a ninety degree angle. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, gotta, that's pretty bad. Yeah, like I'm just like imagining because like I've heard before too, like with climate change and stuff. Like in in some of these places, like you know, like it gets so hot that like your your shoes will get like molded or something to like the cement or whatever that you're walking on. That's all I imagine. Like, that's what I pictured. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, they will definitely, as a country, it'll definitely have issues with climate change because it's, like, its highest point is, like, five feet above sea level or something. You know, that's another, that actually brings me to this one that I didn't get. Like, the it says it has a world record for being the lowest country on the planet. So, because uh, it says that Maldives owns the title of the lowest country in the world with an average of only 1.5 meters above sea level. Like, what, is, what does that mean exactly? So, like... So, sea level's, like, if it was just, like, perfectly flat with the ocean, right? Yeah. So, it basically, like, yeah, it's like the... That would basically mean the average is about five feet above sea level. Damn, so like with that low with 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 you being that low to like sea level it's like the potential of it being taken over by water is a lot higher yeah although i think they're they're able to do some things like i know they've um imported a ton of sand and made a bunch of islands a lot bigger but then again like if it's still if it's still only like uh five feet above sea level i don't know what difference that will make much Right. One last thing about Maldives that I was reading that's pretty, uh, was a pretty crazy story. There was a pregnant woman from Canada who had, like, moved to Dubai, and her and her husband were vacationing in the Maldives, and she just, like, disappeared, presumably died. And, um, I've seen enough Forensic Files episodes to, you know, know who to point my blame at. You know, it's probably someone very close who didn't want her to have a baby that she was with, you know, the husband. But anyway, the the point I'm getting at is that the husband was laying blame on Somali pirates and he was like, oh yeah, Somali pirates come and raid the Maldives. And I looked it up, and even though it's very rare, that actually has happened. They'll sail like 3,000 miles or whatever from Somalia and raid a bunch of uh, Mal- Maldivian islands. Damn, that's uh, that's terrible. <laughs> like, but he isn't saying that like he saw like 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 he he just is assuming that. <laughs> yeah, he's just assuming. Okay, that's pretty fucked. (laughs) Yeah, that's why, I mean, like, I'll say, like I said, I've seen enough forensic files in situations like that. I mean, it's usually the husband, but... Yeah. Did you see, um, did you see Gone Girl? Yeah, I did. 
like that's what that reminds me of and like i saw that yeah movie too and like that was that was pretty crazy like that would be crazy if like she orchestrated it herself (laughs) (laughs) yeah right (laughs) but yeah i mean like that's awful though (laughs) damn (laughs) when when did that happen i think that was about two weeks ago now fuck yeah and the last i saw they were thinking of canceling the search because it had been nine days and they were like well she must have just been washed out to sea and there's nothing we can do i see so i was really struck by i guess you know I like looking at conspiracy theories online, but a lot of them surprise me. Like, there's stuff I never even would have thought of, and I wanted to talk about... It's been, like, a couple weeks now since it snowed in Texas, but uh, I'm still very intrigued by this phenomenon of people who uh, (laughs) thought the snow in Texas was fake. Do you have any thoughts on this? Do you hear about this? I mean, I I I I think it's wrong. Um, like I like I read one article about it, and like uh, they were saying that um, one explanation of it is that it's like sublimation, like because they were saying that like you can't melt the snow; it's not melting or whatever when they were like like they were saying all it does is evaporate and like someone was just like well that's sublimation like that skips that process of like it melting yeah because a lot of these videos they were holding a lighter like directly up to a snowball and when you think about like think imagine throwing a snowball into a fireplace like obviously it wouldn't turn into water it would just turn into air right yeah, there was also a video where a lady said you could microwave them and it would start sparking, but then she did it and it didn't spark. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, th- these videos are—I I think they're really funny, just because, like, I don't know about you, but I'd never even—it would never even cross my mind to try to prove that snow is fake. Yeah, I mean, that's just like, uh, like I don't know. Like and, and and like who would benefit from fake snow? Like I guess like 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 climate like unless it's like a bunch of conservatives that like are trying to disprove like climate change or something. Like what? Like like are, like are these conservatives posting uh, these uh, conspiracy theories? Yeah, I think their angle is that the snow was fake. Um, to basically create a crisis uh, to further advance an agenda, although I'm not exactly sure what that agenda is. They don't either. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Dude, like, that's, like, what I said, too, like, about, like, um, like, the sheep they found in Australia that was, like, like, growing, like, like, that had a bunch of wool that, like, desperately needed to be sheared. Oh, yeah, I saw that, yeah. I posted a tweet that didn't go anywhere that said uh, QAnon, like it was like an onion headline, like I wrote, like where it was just like QAnon is accepting uh, conspiracy theories behind the sheep they found in Australia. 
<laughs> yes. Like, that's what this feels like. If, that was if you were to develop a conspiracy to convince people there was something deeper with that sheep, what <laughs> angle would you take with it? I mean, honestly, the late, like, laziest the laziest which is just like it's a distraction (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) i mean in a way it kind of is a distraction if you focus on it more than like 15 seconds like oh that's crazy and then move on but it's kind of crazy like how like streamlined it was for like that day like i don't know i mean it was just such a spectacle (laughs) <laughs> yes <laughs> like it was incredibly effective i mean like what else was going on that day yeah well that that brings up a I, this is a little bit of a detour but i've noticed how much things have a shorter and shorter half-life online like for example do you remember about a month or so ago when there was the guy who was washing his hair with dog shampoo no, I don't. I didn't. I missed that one. <laughs> yeah, so th- that was like trending on Twitter, and uh, but so I usually sleep a couple hours later than my fiance, and when yeah. she wakes me up, she'll like talk to me because I'm really hard to wake up, and she was yeah. like, "Oh yeah, there's this guy trending on Twitter who's washing his hair with dog shampoo," and then like by the time I get up a couple hours later, get on Twitter. It wasn't trending anymore, and I didn't really see anything about it, so I searched it, saw a bunch of, like, think pieces about it, but it had already gone away after, like, four hours or something. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing I think that's been really interesting. I think since, like, I started writing more satire and, like, been getting into that, and, like, I follow, like, certain comedians, uh, you know, like, that... You know, and and one thing I notice is that everyone uh, is like trying to come up with a take like constantly on like whatever's like happening in the news. And like the only things that I can think of that really stick out, like, I mean, are is that sheep? I didn't even hear about I didn't even hear about this Texas um, snowfall uh, fake conspiracy. Other than like, I mean, Ted Cruz going to Cancun that stuck. <laughs> yes. that stuck for a couple of days uh Daft Punk Daft Punk's breakup uh and um what's it called uh Cruella de Vil <laughs> yes like 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 all those things yeah like it was just like as soon as they hit it was like it was like what is uh what what are we gonna say about this like do you know why everyone was talking about WandaVision yesterday because of that quote that do you <laughs> wait were you what? asking because you like do are you curious or do you already know the answer i don't know the answer dude like i i don't watch the show <laughs> i've never watched the show either but basically people were sharing a screenshot from it where um one of the characters was saying like grieving is like love continuing or like love grieving is loving it's something along those lines and um, mm-hmm. a lot of marvel people marvel fans were like this is the best quote in any movie in years and uh people were just like that sounds like a hallmark card uh so that was why people were talking about it 
I see. You, you know, I think one thing I will say, like, about WandaVision was I was, like, kind of, uh, like, peeved. Uh, did you hear the take where uh, people were just finding out that she is an Olsen? Like, she's the youngest of the Olsen twins, like, like, like that family? Um, I'll be honest, I did see that, like, discourse going on on Twitter, but I didn't know she was on WandaVision. Yeah, I was kind of, I mean, like, I knew, I, I knew that for the longest. I don't know, like, my roommate, like, 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 my roommate was like, when I told him about how pissed I was about it, like, he was just like, well, what? I didn't know that. And I was just like, I mean, like... He, he tried to tell me, like, Olsen is, like, a super common name. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Is it? Uh, I don't know. I feel like I've known a couple Olsons, but maybe not extremely common. The only Olsen I know are those twins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I will say, from my perspective, I never had anyone tell me that Elizabeth Olsen was related to Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. I just kind of assumed because she looks just like them. Exactly, dude. And like, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I saw her first in Martha, Marcy, May, Marlene, which was like a movie, uh, like, that came out years ago about like a cult. And uh, it's with her and uh, the guy who plays the brother in Eastbound and Down, if you remember that show. Oh, yeah. That guy's also on. Deadwood, I think, or like um, Kenny Powers' brother, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's also on Deadwood. I like that actor. Yeah, he's really good. Uh, that, but like, that was actually like one of his, like, like that movie was like pretty much their break, like, like kind of like one because it was super underground at the time, you know? And mm-hmm. um, like, but that was their break. And like, I saw her, and right away, as soon as I learned her name, and saw like what she looks like i was just like yeah i thought the same exact thing i was like is she an olsen because like she looks like them <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> it's like an easy i don't know i just think that like i'm not like i wasn't literally mad you know but i just i i think that's funny that people are figuring that out i do think that's funny <laughs> yeah and i think the funniest part about all of the stuff we've talked about is if someone listens back to this even just a year from now let alone two three four years they this probably won't be very comprehensible they're like what the hell are they referencing (laughs) it's very like a this is a period piece (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly but like in this time it like things feel like they're of an old era after like a month yeah that's just hella funny though like the texas uh like snow thing like so when was this uh phase i guess when the snow was still on the ground like obviously yeah i first heard about it i guess like two weeks ago but uh then it kind of picked up steam and when more people were exposed to it one last thing i wanted to comment on the snow though is like how they were holding the lighters up to it they like it was making the snowball black and they were like that's proof that it it's not actually snow and it's like all of the carcinogens from the lighter are obviously just like staining the snow black that's genius 
I guess the last thing I wanted to talk about before we go is I was reading in the news that uh, Japan was kind of renewing their claim on an island called the Liancourt Rocks. Um, and South Korea also claims to have it, and they call it Dokdo Island. And I thought we could just quickly, once for once and for all, put an end to this conflict, and uh, we could decide who gets to have the island. What do you think? You are about to enter the courtroom of Judge Judith Scheinlin. The people are real. The cases are real. The rulings are final. This is Judge Judy. I'm 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 for that. Do you have any preliminary thoughts on who you think the island should go to? I I mean yeah, I I think it should go to Korea. Yeah, I tend to agree. Um let me lay out a couple details to back our case though. So like Basically, it has been controlled and administrated by South Korea since the 50s. And the only reason Japan claims that they have the island is supposedly way back in time they controlled it. And I don't know, but uh, it has been administered by South Korea since 1954. And also, um, there's a Korean island that is much closer to it than a Japanese island. So, um, how, <laughs> I, I guess we're on the same page here. I don't know if you have anything to add to it. I mean, it sounds to me, I mean, I think like one thing I want, like, like, um, I think one thing I want to know. So basically like, like it, it, it sounds like Japan just realized that like Korea had been using this island and uh, they didn't care about it until they realized that. Yeah, I think so. I Well, they're like... What it sounds like. Yeah, so the reason they're upset about it now is because South Korea was doing... I'm not exactly sure what they were doing. Some type of Navy exercise by it. Um, and that's when it pissed off Japan. But they have been fighting over this for a while now. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the issues created um, over this conflict are just because of kind of Western, kind of European concepts of the nation state get like getting developed and then exported to other parts of the world because it's like in a feudal system, like feudal Japan would never have a reason to claim some just like useless rocks in the ocean. But under a nation state system, they're more incentivized to claim as much territory as possible. So they're just trying to keep their reputation. Yeah. They're making an example out out of uh, this. Yeah, and I think it's also advanced by the most right-wing parts of Japan who really wish they were, like, the sole colonial force over Asia like they were before, like, leading up to World War II. Totally. Yeah, that... And, and, and that was, like, my back... Like, like as soon as I saw... Uh, Korea, like, like, like their mention of, um, like through the article you showed me, like their mention of like, uh, forced labor 
into like World War Two and like all that. And just knowing Japan's involvement in that, like I was just like, oh well, I mean, like like they were saying that like I mean there was a there was a court settlement, like with with the reparations or whatever. And uh, I was just kind of like, well, it's not enough. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I can say from my experience, like I haven't been, I went to Korea in 2014. So it's been six years now. But I will say when I was there, I saw several different protests outside of like a Japanese embassy or something like that of people uh, protesting for reparations for the treatment of Korea. And I mean, that's basically been going on since World War II has ended and Japan um, still kind of asses about it. I'll put it that way. Essentially, yeah. I mean, just in this situation and like circumstance, I'm just like, I mean, it's, it's, it's really simple, you know, like just they're they're using that island it's theirs you know for sure Uh, yeah so i will be submitting this segment to um the united nations hopefully they agree with our our conclusion these would be gods of the new world order totally i hope i hope the same as well (laughs) yes all right well i think that's a good place to wrap up uh Jesse, do you want to repeat anywhere people can find you online? Anything you want to plug? Sure. Uh, you all can uh, follow my uh, blog on uh, MuhammadAliPoster.blogspot.com and uh, my Twitter at JUS underscore Prado uh, and my Instagram at Mr. Kanakuki. So, um, yeah. Yeah, uh, those are the only things. Awesome. And for the listeners, you can follow me on Twitter at Christian is cool. Is it spelled I-Z? You can follow the podcast at society underscore show. You, and you can write into the podcast at society show podcast at gmail.com. Jesse, thanks again for being on the show. Totally. Thanks again for having me. Have a great podcast, my friend. We all love the society show. Goodbye from me, Kato Kale.